evening. How's everybody doing? Um, so, this is the Good Morning Comrade Show for, what is it, April 5th? April? August. It's August 5th, year of our Flying Spaghetti Monster 2021. <clears throat> this will be uploaded to the... Um, podcast as well so thanks everybody who listening in podcast form i'll try to do like big descriptions of you know for everybody who's not watching um but this is being you know live streamed to twitch so um you've got to remember that a lot of people can't see this i probably sound like absolute trash uh i thought it was acceptable but something's wrong with my soundboard i don't know so i had to go to the, the headphone mic Honestly, I like this better. Uh, I hope it sounds okay. I thought it sounded fine. Um, I might even invest and try to find out what's the best headset with a really good mic. Uh, but the thing is, like, I've never... I've had a bad history with headsets. Awful history with headsets. To where they break, they snap really easy. I have the Corsair like, mid-range guy that was, like, 70 bucks, but I, it, it, I've been through many Logitech headsets, which I've kind of made a pact with myself never to buy Logitech products because they're absolute junk. They're as bad as Razer. Uh, I guess that's, we can put down that, uh, two more, two more companies that'll never sponsor this show, uh, Razer and Logitech, we can add that to the list. Speaking of, um, you can donate to our Patreon, patreon.com, forward slash goodmorningcomrade. Uh, you can throw us some a couple bucks on there, throw us a couple bucks on Twitch. Um, we're going to do more Twitch streams, especially nightly Twitch streams. I'm going to try to keep up a normal schedule. And the main reason why, honestly, is because poor Jeff with COVID, everything that's happening with COVID... Um, he is, uh, he's hurting. And I don't mean money-wise. I mean, like, he'll never tell you this because he doesn't want a pity party. But he's hurting in a way that he has to go into a dangerous, he's a school teacher. So he has to go into a dangerous place where he can possibly catch a communicable disease that might kill him and his family every day. Because we don't want to shut down the country like we should have months ago, a year ago. And got this thing over with. So honestly, like, what we're trying to do with the show is get it to a place where, like, forget me. I'm fine. I'm lucked out. I've lucked up. I have a good job that doesn't, like, I'm away from people. It doesn't endanger me. Uh, but we're trying to get the show to a place, and again, Jeff will never tell you this, so shh. But we're trying to get the show to a place where Jeff can just do the show full time. Because I, I'm really worried about the guy. He's really worried about, you know, his family. And this is this is just a terrible situation. So any 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 way you can uplift us, like go it's it's does so much. Thank you guys so much. End of shameless plugs and e begging. Even if it's not I don't call it e begging, I call it mutual aid. Cause it is. It's for my homeboy. I'm trying to mutually aid him out of a bad job. Um my Jamaica coffee mug filled with, uh, I'm drinking oat milk and concentrated coffee. That's the thing we do here in New Orleans is concentrated coffee. Um, I had to do some labs today. I've got like a minor surgery coming up. Uh, should be in, out, no big deal. But, uh, but I had to fast so I could, you know, do blood draws and all that. So I hadn't really eaten all day. I just had some soup and a sandwich before I came on with you guys. So we got all the news that's fit to print, um, fit to react to and rant about. I um, Stuff that's honestly just been popping around in my head that I want to talk about. And I figured after that, we get to some gaming. Should be good times. But um, let's see here. So the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about, what do we have in the agenda? Is let's, let's talk about she who shall not be named. And before we even get into this, if I misgender Christian Weston Chandler, it is not uh, malicious. Um, I'm just a dumb cis idiot. Um, so I might slip out. 
I might say, oh, man, I don't know. But I'm just trying to get that disclaimer out of the way first before we get into this. But I've been really conflicted of whether even to talk about this on our Twitter. I've kind of posted a couple things. Uh, I posted some thoughts. of, And that's just like... But I feel conflicted to where... Most of the time, I have the best takes. Most of the time, I am the right one that you should be listening to, even if I'm not the smartest person in the room. Um, just by raw natural instinct and human compassion and empathy, I have the correct takes, no doubt. But I don't know how to feel about this. But I feel like I watched a YouTuber, and I can't remember his name, but he had the the thing of, if we don't get out in front of this, the right wing will. That was his take, and I agreed with that, but that's not even where I want to kind of go with this. This is kind of like an actual question to the audience. Uh, it's a mea copa, as you will, because I've known who Christian, Chan- Christian Weston Chandler is for a while. I've followed them on Twitter. I've interacted with them. I've never trolled them. I've never, not in a... Not in a mean way, but I feel kind of torn up about it. I feel like all the people who have followed, and I don't even want to say cheered on. That might be the right, the wrong word for it. But all the people who have followed and kind of obsessively followed the most documented person in all of human history. Because that's, that's what Christine is. She is the most documented person in human history. And I feel like we're responsible kind of for this this outcome, this... This tragedy of events. So, if you don't know what's going on, I don't really want to get into the the nuts and bolts. Let's let's just read this article from Insider because there's a lot of people who've believe this. Again, this is the most documented person in history of all time. So they have definitely. Uh, if you want to find hours, I mean hundreds of hours of Chris Chan slash Christine Weston con uh, Christine Weston Chandler content, CWC content, it is out there. I don't even need to point you in that direction. You can just easily do a search. Easily. Like, no no, no big deal. So, after her arrest on incest charge, Chris Chan is being categorized as male in jail in spite, despite being a trans woman. Christine Weston Chandler is currently in quarantine at... Uh, VA jail after being charged with incest. What is she in quarantine? Is she not vaxxed? Or maybe she refused the tuberculosis test? Um, <clears throat> this is like a pro tip if you don't want to be around anybody like in the county jail. Um, you can just refuse a tuberculosis test and they will have to put you in a cell by yourself. Um, just pro tip from me. I've never been in that situation but I, I know that's a real thing. See, Chandler is a transgender woman. Chandler was charged with incest after a call leaked alleging she had sex with her own mother. Alright. Online creator Kristen Weston Chandler, known as Chris Chan, is in quarantine due to COVID-19 protocol. Oh, there we go. Maybe I should read first. Due to COVID-19 protocols at the Central Virginia Regional Jail after she was arrested on the incest charge... Chef's kiss to insider for, like, correctly gendering people. Um, <clears throat> using their correct pronouns. According to the jail's captain, the jail's captain Hoffman, despite being a transgender woman, the jail has categorized Chandler as male. Hoffman confirmed to insider. I've had an interaction with inmate Chandler, and it's been fine. Captain Hoffman told Insider in response to a question about Chandler's well-being, everything is okay. Well, thanks, thanks, Captain. I mean, because, you know, if there's one place where everything's always okay and nothing goes wrong, it's the county lockup, for sure. True story, I was a, um, for people who don't listen to the podcast and don't listen to me all the time, if you're watching this on Twitch, uh, VOD, or you're watching this YouTube, um, so I used to be a cop, and I was actually a sheriff. I was a sheriff's deputy, so I mean, like, I spent a lot, most of the time in the jail. But uh, I wasn't a. I have to say this with pride. Like, I wasn't a jailer. Like, I wasn't just. I had arrest powers, gun, handcuffed the whole bit. 
Um, ACAB, by the way, um, they're no good cops. All the good cops quit. Or the good cops, the good cops leave, so only the the bastard cops are left. But that that's a we could get into that. I could spend hours debating that with people. But the guess, so ACAB, you know, fuck the police and all that. But so I have inside knowledge. Like I've been in an actual jail riot. Like I busted through the door first with the like you'd watch on MSNBC lockup after after. Um, Rachel Maddow show on Saturday night, Friday or whatever. I'm in there with the shield, you know, taking punches, throwing punches. I'm not proud of that because uh, I've still got PTSD to this day. I have to do talk therapy. Not fun. Having to explain your nightmares. But, like, I guess the point of this is, yeah, if there's anybody that you do not want to trust that everything is okay in a county lockup, it's going to be... Um, the actual sheriff's department. Um, let's see here. Chandler is charged with one count of incest after a person purported to be Chandler detailing sexual relations with her 79-year-old mother leaked in an audio recording. Yuck. On Sunday, Chandler was arrested outside of Charlottesville Hotel, or every Charlottesville Hotel, and was originally being held at the Henro County Jail. The arrest was live-streamed by Ethan Ralph, a real fucking scumbag host of the online show Ralph Retort and he's also one of those like internet blood sports guys just a real piece of shit if you don't if you don't know what internet blood sports is cuz you're not an ultra debate bro it's not even it's like so there's debate bro con- so okay i get i'm probably going to miss there's like a pyramid there's a there's an iceberg of like nuanced discussion about ideas that shape society and then you go down. I'm going to miss some steps. I'm sure there's all kinds of shit. But then you go down after that. It's debate bro content when you've got your destinies, your Valshes, your, Valshes, your Stephen Crowders. I'd even throw Sam Cedar into that. Sam Cedar, I would put him in between nuanced conversations and debate bro. And then you go down one level more than that. It's like debate bro. Not debate bro. It's internet blood sports bullshit, which can be entertaining. But make no mistake about it, it's it's actual, like, dog shit. It's just people yelling nonsense. It's like, if the, showing my age here, the dozens, like, if it was just, like, if schoolyard, like, screaming matches and, like, I fucked your mom was streamed live over Twitch. That's how I can describe Internet Plus Sports and what this guy does. Um, Chandler has been the subject of online trolls and harassment for years. This is very correct. And her recent arrest has spiked interest around her. I don't think interest ever left. Um, she was transferred to the Central Virginia Regional Jail on Wednesday where she has, where she has resided since. Chandler was ordered to be held without bond by order of Greene County General District Judge Kenneth Andrew Snetherin. It's like a fucking... Kenneth Andrew Sneather, and that's like a Harry Potter-ass name, if I ever heard one. In a Thursday hearing, he said there appears to be a personal danger to the defendant and to the public at large. Whoa. Order without a personal danger to the defendant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. According to the Daily Progress, I was just reading that wrong. Chandler's next court hearing is scheduled for September 16th. On Thursday morning, Chandler Chandler's gender categorization on the Vine custody report system. That's like the whatever um, I can't remember what ours was called here in in New Orleans, um, but the Vine V I N E. That's like whatever computer system they use to categorize inmates to put inmates. So if your dad was like in the drunk tank or whatever, you'd log into the Vine system through. Uh, through their website, and then you'd be able to find them. Um, let's see. The Daily Mail reported that Chandler was to be housed with women inmates, though the jail did not confirm that to Insider. According to court records obtained by Insider, Chandler legally changed her name to Christian to Christine in May 2016. In a 2017 Facebook post to a, pu- to a public post, Chandler wrote, I am a woman. So use the correct 
pronoun about me, I am she. She also talked about her transition uh, on video. Is any of this shit more relevant? Okay, we only had a thing left. Okay, so here, honestly, what's... What I want to talk about, what I think is relevant, is not even that it's like... She's being housed with men, which I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know how to feel about that. I have no clue because, so you've got a defend, you've got a defendant who's trained. I, I guess we can talk, we can talk it out anyway. And I don't, I don't have an opinion. I really don't, but we can talk it out. So you have a defendant who's accused of raping, um, committing incest on their own mother who has dementia. So this person is obviously attracted to women and has the the size, I don't know the will, but at least like she's not a small person. So would have the size to like overpower someone. I don't know if you throw that person in with other women. I don't know if like the best move is not to throw that person in there because of the crime with other men. I don't I don't know. I honestly I don't have an opinion on it. I don't know. But it's just something to kind of like game out to talk about. But the real issue is I want to like I want actually want to like reflect reason why I brought this up. I want to reflect on myself and I want to figure out do the people who troll the people who troll her obviously are scums of the earth and have gotten her to do all kinds of like foul shit for god a decade now more than a decade but the people who just like myself who have followed her with just human curiosity like some of my favorite media and I was like I guess this makes me a bad person like I really like like, I, I used to listen to a lot of Howard Stern when I was younger, and he had the whack pack, and, like, Christine would have been in, like, Howard, if if Howard knew about Christine, Christine would have definitely been in the whack pack. And it's just, I just love these people because they're just, like, such interesting case studies of just, like, human behavior, but now it's gone to the, to the point where it's not interesting, it's not fun, it's not funny, this, this person is accused with, you know, pretty good evidence and even admitting, like, they've admitted to committing elder abuse, incest, and rape. So, do people who have followed this and kind of followed the antics of of her, do we have any... Are we responsible in any way? And the signs were all there. Like, she's always been kind of a sex pest. And I don't want to get into the whole story. Again, uh, you can find this out. She's She's been a sex pest. But I guess as a collective, people have just thought she was harmless. At least I always did. I was like, oh, this is like a harmless individual who's going to act the way they're going to act and put themselves out into the public no matter what I do. So I might as well just, like, enjoy the ride and, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm not entertained. I'm very much so entertained here by the antics of this person. But in some way, did all of our attention make this happen? And if it did, I, I don't know what to do about it except, like, because, okay, so if if, if she, if Christine... If the first time ever I was like, oh, look at this person who's made this weird pretend universe and thinks that like cartoon universes are going to do what's called the dimensional verge and they're going to merge with each other and reality's going to change and they're trying to find a boyfriend-free girlfriend who's white, not fat, and into anime. Like these are all things that, you know, she's proclaimed in the near in the near past and the in the past past when people first started to follow her even before before her transition and if if i go oh look at this person who's obviously mentally ill 
oh, poor them, isn't that kind of taking away their agency? Because this person's going to do what they're going to do regardless of my input. And uh, and to be like, if we just go, oh, poor, poor, poor them, and now they do something heinous, well, we've taken away their agency, where obviously if you've followed this person throughout the years, like, Christine has a lot of agency. I mean, she's highly autistic, and she does... Uh, society has failed her, her parents have failed her, uh, you know, as a collective unit, as a society, again, we, we failed this person, but they do have agency, and me denying that isn't going to make them not do what they did, if that makes any kind of sense. So, it's just like, do I, do people, like, people who have actively set this person up, and lied to them, and trolled them, and just been like an absolute piece of shit to them when there was no need. Yeah, fuck those people. They're bad people. But people who have just followed this like they would follow any other terminally online person. Have we do we have any any responsibility for this outcome? I honestly do not know. I honestly have no clue at all. All right. So, one down. What else do we have on the docket? I'm just going to use jail terms this whole time. Let's see. What's trending right now? Latinx is trending. Oh, boy. Gala, let's see. Well, you might as well just look at it with me. Let's figure it out together. Calpast, Hispanic, respondents about their preference in terms. Let's see. Gallup poll... Latinx was 4%. Okay. I mean, I don't see why that... Sure. I mean... Yeah, let people choose what they want to go by, I guess. Um, I prefer black over African American, even though I'm biracial. I don't, I don't know. Is this even something that needs to be trending? So a lot of times, I know that Twitter... Like, it's... When you look at what's happening, you're looking at trending, that's just for, that's not for everybody. That is, that's like catered to your algorithm. So I guess I can understand why they would serve me that and I I would care about Latinx, which I kind of don't. Like, I'll just let, I'll let people tell me what they want to be called. I'm not really that worried about it. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, everybody's seen this by now. But I definitely want to talk about it. Oh, this is something else completely. We don't want to play that video. Passengers duct tape man to seat after in flight after in in air fight on Frontier Airlines plane. Um, this guy Maxwell Berry. So Maxwell Berry is 22 years old, and what does this dude look like? We're go. Oh, surprise, surprise. So here's the thing. I guess we can. We can watch the video, and then I'll talk over it for a bit. We might as well do that. Why not? Let's see. I can find this video here. Is that it? Yeah. So they're fighting. This guy's, like, throwing blows. The flight attendant, who's a pretty big dude, he's like my he's like my size, is like wrestling and grappling this guy right now. NBC News knows what's up with that TOS. They don't want to show the whole thing. But, oh no, we don't want to hear that. So, what's happening is, they end up duct taping, duct taping the guy to the seat. Ooh, here's a good picture. They end up duct, duct taping the guy to the seat. So he can't move, and he's going crazy. And he gets arrested on three counts of battery uh, for the incident which occurred on a Frontier Airlines flight from Philadelphia to Miami on Saturday. Incident began when apparently drunk Ohio native, Ohio man in Florida, man, every time, ordered another drink. Uh, Rivera captured footage of Barry's head being taped down 
while the rest of his body is secured with tape to the airplane seat and he screams, help, help him, Mighty Mouse. Later, uh, film shouting help while wriggling free from the tape as the plane landed. He got free of duct tape. This is a pretty strong dude. I mean, or they just didn't tape him right. They didn't know how to use it. Um, so here, here's something I haven't, uh, I haven't seen out there in the Twitter sphere. On the online discourse. So we got this Maxwell Berry guy. White 22 year old kid. These. Um, these flight attendants. Have been suspended. By Frontier Airlines. Which. In my opinion. In my rightful opinion. It's not even an opinion. It's just object- is a dick move. Uh, that's what we call that in the, in the business. A dick move. Because look. I fly Frontier. All the time. I fly, if there's any cheap airline, your boy has been on it. Your boy got a flight with Allegiant in three weeks. Allegiant. Allegiant is the wildest of the wild. Their hubs are like Ohio, New Orleans, and Vegas. So, uh, it, it, it goes down up there. But, your boy has flown Spirit, Frontier. I love that Frontier flight from uh, New Orleans to Denver. Chef's kiss. It's like fifty bucks. Maybe a hundred. So it's like a hundo round trip. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Here's the deal, though. Why on earth would you suspend those flight attendants? Those flight attendants, one, don't get paid to deal with that. Like they don't get paid to deal with like fist fighting, drunk twenty-two year old. What is the alternative? Like, me as a passenger, do you want me to step in there and fight some kid drunk on a plane so I can catch a Fed charge? They did the exact right thing. Duct taped him down, made sure he wasn't a threat to any other passenger, and got and got on with, you know, with their charging, overcharging people for a can of Cokes like they do on Frontier because you don't get nothing on there. That's why the flight is 50 bucks. Here's the thing that's, that nobody's saying, and this is a hot take from me. If this guy was brown and his name was, his last name was, his first name was Muhammad, he, those flight attendants would be getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom right now and not suspended. That the idea, let me tell you something. Places where you do not cut up, anywhere that's federal, you do not cut up on federal property. I don't care if it's a state park, federal, uh, a federal park, I should say, in a federal courthouse, or anywhere in an airport. So the idea that this is what white privilege is. Black and brown people would never dream, dream of cutting up in the in the five-mile vicinity of an airport. Because we know off the top, that's a federal charge. This guy just does it because he gets it his way, and he was reported to be saying, I... I his parents are worth $2 million while he's flying Frontier. The one that's, you know, 100 bucks round trip and has got the bear on the, on the fox or whatever on the side of the... Depending on what you're flying. It could be like a weasel or a fox or something on the, on the fuselage of the plane. Big baller. He could have chose Emirates if he was the big baller. Or he could have chose uh, Qatar. But he went with, uh, you know, Frontier because he wanted to floss. Um, no, no, this guy, uh, this is what, uh, this is what white privilege looks like when you just feel like I can fight, I can get drunk on a, on, on an airplane and fight flight attendants. I mean, at least he's getting charged, but I'm telling you, he'd be getting, the guy would have got rolled as a, as, as a terrorist if he was any other, if he was any other color but white, hundred percent. What else do we got? We got the orangutan. This is this is for funsies. We just had two depressing stories. We're gonna rock the uh, we're gonna rock the orangutan wearing shades. This is this is hot. If anybody who knows me personally knows, I love great apes. One of my favorite pastimes to do is I love to just, like, go to the zoo and just, like, watch 
Mountain Gorillas. I could I could sit there all day and watch a Mountain Gorilla. Love 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 Mountain Gorillas because they're people. And the more you watch them, the more like you see how they are people. And I just love them. I just love them so much. I can't get enough of them. Uh, so let's watch what happens when this mountain gorilla, I mean mountain gorilla, when this orangutan uh, gets some shades that were dropped into her enclosure. She's got them in her hand. She knew exactly what to do. She picked them up. She put them right on her face. Look at this. Ooh, they upside down. She's see that's a new that's the new drip. Nice. And she gave them back. I mean, the sunglasses broke because they were thrown like thirty feet by over a cliff by an orangutan. I mean, that's gonna happen. I mean, they are orangutans. But the idea that she was like, oh, tried to give them back. But I, I just, I just love great apes so much. Like she knew exactly what to do with them. She put them on. She put them on upside down. She was trying to be a fashionista. I think she succeeded. Solidarity with all sentient life forms. Elephants, cetaceans, great apes. Good morning, comrade. has got your back. 100%. So now, here's a sad one. Okay. So Nina Turner got rocked in Ohio special election. Got rocked bad. Um, it was pretty disgusting. By uh, establishment uh, candidate Chantel Brown, who was backed by Hillary Clinton, backed by GOP money, and the rest of the centrists and Republicans came out of the woodwork as a weird vendetta against Bernie because she's tied, she was tied to Bernie Sanders. Um, let's see. The, the Democratic establishment dealt a crushing blow to the progressive movement Tuesday when Chantel Brown, the preferred candidate of party stalwarts, triumphed over Nina Turner, a face of the insurgent left, in a special congressional primary election. Turner conceded shortly after 10 p.m. with a biblical reference on this night, we shall not cross the river. She trailed Brown 51 to 44% when the associate... That's awful. That's awful. But here, and I don't want to go over this too much because I want to give the silver lining to this race. The quick, dirty silver lining is that I'd like to think I, I'm a student of history and I've studied history and her loss got me thinking about the Tet Offensive in the Vietnamese War, the Vietnam War, and how during the Tet Offensive, the Viet Cong NVA forces did a sneak attack during the Tet Holiday and popped up in Way City and what is now Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, the capital back then, and many other places um, south of the DMZ, in almost unified attacks. They were almost simultaneously attacks. Caught the Americans uh, completely off guard, and the Americans had to block by block beat them back and use pretty much all their power. They had to... They had to the Southern Vietnamese Army, the you know United States Marine Corps had to defend its own embassy. Um, they had to use to take back Way City. They had to use. Uh, they had to fire uh, cannons offshore. When I say cannons, I mean they from from gunboats and destroyers offshore. You know to hit Way City from 14 miles away to try to take back the city. The American Empire had to use all its power. To take to to wipe away the Viet Cong insurgency during the Tet Offensive to clear them from the South. But here's the thing about that: if you look at it from exactly what it was, that offensive was objectively it was a complete failure for the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese. 
But much like I want, I'm thinking of I think of like Rocky three when Rocky cuts Ivan Drago, and they say, "See, he's just a man. He can be cut. He can be hurt." Look at what all the Democratic and Republican establishment had to do to to defeat one little Nina Turner. They had to take the whole Death Star, focus it on her, and fire. They had to bring out Hillary Clinton. They had to bring out all kinds of dark money, soft money, GOP money. They had to do every trick in the book because they were so afraid of this one woman who just wants to give people health care. So, because by their very nature, they're slow and reactionary, much like the American forces in Vietnam were. The idea is how we... I hope this is happening not just in the in the, the aftermath of the Turner campaign, but all over the United States. And I, I'm part of this. I need to do that. I need to practice what I preach. Because I do equate the I do equate the establishment to a to the Death Star. It's slow, it can only fire on one target. We have to start we have to stop pinning our hopes on a savior, on, on one person to break through, an AOC, a Rashida Tlaib, a Bernie, a, a, a Nina Turner. We have, to, we have to stop being like, if we could just get this one person elected, we'll, 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 we'll get health care, we'll stop the endless wars, we'll do whatever. What we need to do is start thinking of this thing as, instead of trial by combat, where we, we choose our champions and they go fight for us, we need to start thinking of this like the Viet Cong did, as a guerrilla war, to where everyone, you know, the people who are the most stalwart supporters of Nita Turner in, the, in at her campaign office, I hope there's 10 of those people that she's training how to run for something right now. We all need to run for something. And we all need, for, from dog catcher to White House. Because I tell you what, Again, going back to the Death Star analogy, they cannot stop us all. If we all simultaneously, every election cycle, flood the zone with progressives, leftists, DSA members, I don't know, communists, anarchists, whatever, whoever. They can't focus on us all. A lot of us aren't going to get through. A lot of us are going to get mowed down. It's going to be like the Tet Offensive to where they're going to wipe a lot of us out. But then the ones they can't wipe out, the ones that bust through the wall and get through, they're going to be able to make real change. And that's why we had, that's how we have to look at this loss by Nina Turner and take strength in it and learn how to I run for something. I, I have to do this myself. I have to. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I live in kind of a bad place to do it. I, I'm not a native. I live in big Democrat country. Where these people exist just to uphold the status quo. But my wife did it. She's an elected official for the New Orleans Democratic Party. And and she ran on... Let me tell you, she ran on a platform of... I hate the Democratic Party and I hate Joe Biden. And she won. She, she, she snuck in there. They couldn't stop her. Enough people, enough people came out to vote. And this, this thing of like, oh, I'm done voting. I'm done voting. I'm done voting. What? Well, if, okay, if you're done voting, then you need to tell me what you're doing. Are you, are you, are you buying land, waiting for the collapse of capitalism? Are you, are you growing crops? Are you buying firearms and ammunition? I, I, are you building? How are you supporting those who do? Are you? Are you doing mutual aid? But if you're just... I'm on Twitter. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to vote anymore. Well, great. Just cede space to these people. Is that what we're going to do? We're just going to cede... We're just going to be like, well, can't win one race. Can't win two races. Can't win ten races. They beat Bernie twice. They beat Nina. We, we can't do it. Well, I guess we'll just give them all elections. We'll just let... We'll just let the Democratic Party and the Republican Party just do whatever they want. And the the inverse of that I hear is like, well, we need to support a third party. We need the People's Party or the Green Party. That's that's a fool's game. That's a fool's game. Again, start thinking about this as a guerrilla warfare, as as guerrilla war. 
you have to think about this as, let's go back to the Viet Cong example. Viet Cong is using AK-47s. They're, they're, they're out there in the jungle. If they see an M16 on the ground, they're not going to go, ah, that's, that's the weapon of the oppressor. I'm not going to use that. That's I I I am not going to I'm not going to use No, they're going to pick that off. They're going to pick that rifle up. They're going to and they're going to lay down suppressing fire. They're going to let off rounds. So, for us to say like or if there's a, you know, again, think about I don't know, think about like on their way down Route 4 to go take Saigon. I mean, every single, like, abandoned U.S. Army post, abandoned Marine Corps base, you know, do you think they were like, well, we're not going to use that? No, we're going to take what we can from it, and we're going to keep moving. That's the same thing with voting. Like, you take it over. You win, you get 50.1% of people to vote for you, and you take it over. And don't tell me you can't. It's a rigged game. Yeah, okay, it's a rigged game. Everything's against you. They're going to get Hillary Clinton, and they're going to get Barack Obama, and they're going to get GOP money, and they're going to and they're and they're, it's a rigged game that they're going to they're going to run on you to try to defeat you if you if you pop your head up and you get too popular. Just because it's a rigged game doesn't mean it's not real. It doesn't affect our our lives. So if you think that it's not real and not going to affect our lives, you're wrong. And by saying that, it's just, it's so defeatist, it's, it, I see this a lot, I've been seeing this a lot, I tell you, the same kind of mindset, and this is kind of a segue, I was invested in AMC, uh, I made a nice chunk of money off AMC stock, just, just hang with me, and I'll explain, I'll explain where I'm going. So every day I would check on AMC stock, and they would say, you know, it would be going down. Before I sold, they'd be going down, going down, and they would say like, "Oh, it's rigged. Oh, it's manipulation. Oh, it, you know, they're um, they're doing naked short selling." And I would say, oh, "Okay, well, here's the thing, though. That doesn't mean it's not real. That it's it's still happening. So you have to adjust, of either like make a target to sell your stock, or wait till it goes down enough to where you think it's going to bounce back up. You can't just say, "Oh, they're cheating." When it's the only game in town right now, if you're not if you're not talking about revolution, then politics is the only game in town. So you better start learning how to win, and you better run for something, and you fail, get up, fail better the next time, because we don't have time to hear about you know you clicking away on Twitter talking about how you're done voting. We we don't have time for that unless you got another plan. If you have another plan, I'll believe me. Get them a DMs, and we can talk about that. Let, let's make that happen. But if you don't, if your plan is just to do what, then I don't know what you're talking about. Because we we've all kind of decided, hey, you know, society sucks. It sucked. It sucked for women, black, brown people, the working class for a long time. So, but we've all kind of made a pact that, like, as of right now. Working democracy is how we're going to fix it. And until we do something different... And I'm not saying you can't do both at the same time. You can completely do both. It's not a binary choice. The most radical people I know out there who are preparing for the complete collapse of civilization, the most radical people I know are going, man, this sucks, it's all going to go down, but, oh, it's it's time to vote? Oh, come... Candidate A is better than candidate B. Well, they go press the button, they pull the lever, and then they get back to doing what they're doing. It's not like all of a sudden you go vote and you can't do mutual aid. Like, voting is like the easiest thing possible to do. It's so easy to be like, yep, that candidate's better than that candidate. We're going to vote for that, and we're going to get back to doing radical radical shit. I don't understand this. It's like all of a sudden when, when somebody's like, well, I don't vote because... I'm doing mutual aid. Did you have to like... Do they take you off the rolls? If if you're doing... Radical things? I don't... I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that's how it works yet. Maybe it will one day, but... 
And, and uh, last thing on this, I, uh, another shit argument, shit, shit, shit argument. It's like, well, if voting did anything, they would make it illegal. They did make it illegal. They tried every single thing. They're still trying to make it illegal for black and brown people. Uh, you had poll taxes, literacy tests, shutting down polling stations. So obviously, if they're trying to disenfranchise the fuck out you this much, obviously voting works. Your own, your own dumbass argument is defeated. All right, done with that. Do I want to talk about Ron DeSantis? I don't know. I figure we could, like, talk about that in the full COVID. My COVID thoughts. Um, Let's look at this MSNBC article about COVID. Delta variant will lead to increase in breakthrough COVID infections among vaccinated, Moderna says. Uh, key points are good enough. The highly contagious Delta variant will lead to an increase in breakthrough infections among the fully vaccinated as people begin moving indoors, Moderna said. While Moderna's two-dose vaccine remains durable six months after the second shot. Ooh. I just remembered I got my second shot in January. Yikes! I, that's ooh. I was like probably I was like one of the first people getting shot. I need another shot. Okay. Uh, immunity against the virus will continue to wane and eventually impact vaccine efficiency. It said, given this intersection, we believe three. Uh, we believe dose three booster will likely be necessary prior to the winter season. Moderna said. Okay. So. COVID is definitely back. I know people with, I know people right now who are vaccinated who have COVID. Um, they got both doses, multiple people, and they have COVID. Um, I can tell you this is just anecdotal. It's, their lives are not being threatened, but it's not a cakewalk. Like, they're sick. They're for real sick. And, I'm so upset by this. Like, here in New Orleans, we have really good vaccine protocol um, to where I can go get a vaccine anywhere if I had to. I've been vaccinated my second dose since January. Um, but I'm tempted to just drive over to Mississippi right now and just get a th- and just tell them I need a vaccine and get a third shot because I don't understand like why I can't get it right now. Like, there's. If we lived in another country, let's say we lived in India or anywhere else in the world where there weren't enough vaccines, and you're going to sit here and tell me that, um, you know, oh, we got to get everybody else vaccinated first, fair. But these vaccines here in America are just going to waste. You might as well just give the people who want, you know, who got vaxxed first, who their immunity is waning. I've had COVID. I got COVID and I got vaccinated after I got COVID. Um their antibodies are, are going, counts are going down. You might as well just let us get it now. Uh, that's just my, I'm not a doctor, obviously. It's not medical advice. This is my personal thoughts on it. Um, but these people who, like, are still refusing to get vaxxed, I am for the most draconian things you could ever think of. Uh, honestly, and it's kind of starting to happen here in New Orleans. I don't know how it's happening where you live. Is that private businesses... A lot of nightclubs, a lot of um, restaurants and such are doing, you have to show your vaccine status before you can get in. Now, before we start talking about fake cards and all that, Louisiana, believe it or not, has something called the LA Wallet, which it's an app that has a official uh, copy of your driver's license. And then it also holds your, it also has your vaccine status and like when you got vaccinated the date. So... We're actually ahead of the curve on that. Um, they made it free to download at one point. They need to make it free. I think it's five bucks, but you just make it free again so everybody can get it. So that can be our vaccine passports. But really, we just need to um, excise these people out of society. They shouldn't be allowed. It, it, it's, it's not okay. So I'm of two minds on this. First mind is I want us to get rid of corona and be vaccinated and be healthy because we all live in a society and I want the best for society. 
My second mind is, fuck you. You are now fucking with my leisure time. I have to wear a mask at work again. Things are shutting down again. I have to go through all these hoops because you won't get vaccinated. If you don't want to be vaccinated, just don't leave your house. That I mean, that would work just as well. Don't leave your house. Don't go where I go. Stay the hell away. And it's so bad here in New Orleans because, one, we're a worldwide destination city. We've got the port of New Orleans. It's like one of the busiest ports in in the world. Forget the United States. Two, everybody wants to come here. Three, the people who are in driving distance to get here are from the most backwards-ass, fucked-up places you could ever imagine, like Texas, Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, and these people don't want to get vaccinated, so they're taking all their nasty shit, bringing it over here, and people are getting COVID off of it. And here's the thing. We're not going to lock down again. We're not. Because another lockdown might kill capitalism. Biden is not going to give people UBI. He's not going to do what Trump should have done, what he should have done when he took office, which was give people 4000 a month to stay home, get food delivered to them, and let this thing go by. You know, this is like, it, it's, it is biblical. Like, it, ironically, it is. It's like, it's so simple we could have just gone inside, put a lamb's blood on the door, had a nice Passover meal for a couple months, and let it pass by. But we didn't do that. We had to go running outside. We had to go run around. So here comes here comes the angel of death, COVID-19, and now it's killing your firstborn. You know, the, again, going back to Jeff, like these kids are going back to school and they're not vaccinated because they're too young to get vaccinated and they're getting COVID now. Because of these assholes wanting to come to New Orleans and party on Bourbon Street. Because we're staying open for them. Because we don't want capitalism in. Let me, let me show you a, a tweet from one of my friends. It's like, we were just talking about this. Where she has, she's, we, let's see here, Twitter. She's a mom and she's just like, concerned about this okay so I hope she doesn't mind me having her on stream I'm sure she won't but she says this is one of my personal friends she says so they cancelled White Linen Night what White Linen Night is is a event in New Orleans where the art galleries open up and everybody wears white and you go drink in the art galleries and maybe you get drunk enough to, to spend five grand on some art um, so that's a thing we do here. So they canceled White Linen Night, um, an event that is held outside and is adult-oriented, but New Orleans, NOPS, New Orleans Public Schools, will not respond for the thousands of parents asking for a virtual learning option to protect kids, faculty, and staff from an out-of-control COVID surge. Make it make sense, please. And a very smart person from some podcast uh, replied to her and said, because having kids stay at home throws a wrench in the workforce. We're all asking, we're all being asked to set, be sacrificed on the altar of capitalism again. And that's exactly what it is. Nothing can stop people from work. We, we did, we shut down the, the country for what, a, a month? And that was too much for people, too much for, you know, business and capital owners. So nothing's, the bodies are going to pat, are going to, just stack in the street and nothing's going to shut this thing down again. And I am so depressed. I'm so blackpilled over this to where somebody else put a really good tweet up and they said, you know, why should I even fuss with an anti-vaxxer when I can just wait? And that's where I'm at. I, I, I'm to the point where like, I don't, this is so blackpilled and disgusting, but I'm personally to the point, I don't care if these people live or die. I don't. And the reason why is because I can't do anything about their their behavior. A lot of innocent people, a lot of ch uh, children are going to die. The immunocompromised are going to die. People who could not take the vaccine are going to die because of these irresponsible people. And there's nothing I can do about it because they're they're going to ignore reality 
the only thing I can hope for in some dark half glass full scenario is that these people are killing off their own voting base. And maybe this will end capitalism. I don't know. I don't know how else to think about it, but I'm just so disgusted by the whole enterprise that I'm just having the worst possible black pilled reaction to it. Because I just wanna be out. I wanna I wanna be out. I wanna do fun things. I wanna live my life and these pieces of shit like Ron DeSantis and all his legions of people who follow him are not not letting me do that. What else we got? We got some good news. Oh, speak of New Orleans. I haven't read this at all. I didn't even know this was happening until I was just goofing around the internet. Let's see. New Orleans City Council votes to decriminalize simple possession of marijuana. While only state legislature has the authority to legalize recreational marijuana, the city council can fully decriminalize it, as it has done today. And, they shall let every, and then they let everybody out of Orleans Justice Center on petty weed charges, right? No, they didn't. Okay, I really haven't read this, so let's take a look. The New Orleans City Council has passed several major agenda items to end penalties for small amounts of cannabis possession and pardon roughly 10,000 convictions and pending cases. While only state legislature has the authority to legalize recreational marijuana, the city council can fully decriminalize it as it is done today. According to a news release, the council was able to eliminate penalties to simple possession of marijuana in New Orleans by utilizing its pardon power prospectively and retrospect. Oh! Oh! The council was able to eliminate penalties of simple possession of marijuana by utilizing its pardon power prospectively and retrospectively. So I guess they're letting people out. Anyone who receives a, uh, a summons pertaining to simple possession is reported immediately is reportedly immediately forgiven with no additional action necessary by the accused, the officer, or the court. This means no court appearance and no police reporter needed. The council also says it cleared roughly 10,000 past convictions and pending cases of simple possession of marijuana by passing a motion enabling blanket pardon of the charges. Fucking A, New Orleans City Council. Way to go. However, smoking cannabis will still be... Uh, will still reportedly be prohibited in public spaces, but instead the NOPD issuing a drug summons. It will be a ticket in violation of the Smoke-Free Air Act, which is not drug... Exactly. That's perfect way to do it. Per can't smoke your mar can't smoke your cools, can't smoke your marbles, can't smoke a split out in public. It's all the same thing. These new policies will help NOPD build community trust, yes, and use, more importantly... You save manpower hours to address major issues like shootings, murders, and overall present for overall. I'm so excited here. Overall prevention of violence in our city," said Council President Helen Marino. We must think, begin to rethink the historical practices that have over-incarcerated, over-fined, and stigmatized our communities for decades. It's time to end the criminalization of cannabis possession now. I'm proud of what the city council has accomplished. I'm also proud, Helen Marino. Way to go. Man, that's a good one to end on. So I, wow, I'm going to end on that. That's a good way to go, New Orleans. We have so much bad in this city. So much corruption. And so when something like good sneaks through, we've definitely got to celebrate it. So good on New Orleans City Council. Good on Helen Moreno. Way to go. I am... So what's going to happen now is I'm going to take a quick break. And if you're listening on the podcast, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, Jeff will be back, what, Tuesday is when we usually record. Tuesday, so we'll have a new episode for you on Tuesday. I'm going to take a quick break, then get a little more coffee, play some video games, and hang out with the Twitchers. All right, take care. Thanks for listening.